0: Hi! Welcome to Soul Searching, a Through the Breach actual play talk show. Today, I am joined by...
1: Miriam! That's me! Hooray!
0: And I'm Falcon... And today we are going to be talking about the third and fourth episodes of World's Largest Dungeon. Yay! Yay. Um, the ones
1: I'm actually in! <laughs> Yay!
0: <laughs> now with more Miriam! Antibaxi! Yes! So... To start off on episode three, I believe we find another dead body. It's how much of this episode series was just my character poking at dead bodies. There were so many of those. Um, I feel like that
1: could be taken in so many different contexts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, never mind.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we find another weird dead body... And then, let's see. One Ling leads us into a different room. I love it that we just push the little guy that can't see in the dark when a hundred percent of the rest of us can into leading the way through this very scary dungeon.
1: To be fair, one ling does have fire.
0: That's true. He is a part of the fire nation. Let's see.
1: And then one ling got heated into a room.
0: yes listen i have been waiting to yeet one of baby's characters somewhere since extra life and he kept yeeting my poor little my tiny little character maraschino everywhere (laughs) i have held a grudge about that yeeting for a really long time And I am just excited that I finally got to yeet BB somewhere. All you need is
1: a reciprocal yeet.
0: Yeah, I just needed one yeet back. Yeet backs.
1: Yep, yeet back.
0: And he didn't call yeet backs during uh, Extra Life, so there it is. So he got yeeted into the room with the weird squid to puss thingy that was on the ceiling. And with Shadow!
1: Yay! Yay! That was me taking a nap, and uh, you know, it's. I think I mentioned it at some point in either uh, episode three or four. Because again, I totally didn't listen to them <laughs> at four a.m. this 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 <laughs> night or morning or what have you. English is weird, and uh, I think I said it's like trying to find a black cat in a dark room. <laughs>
0: I mean, we did it, but I I totally understand that as I have a black cat. So we went into this room with the squid puss. Shadow was there and then Shadow just done sat up and straight up murdered everything in the room.
1: Yeah, I was actually surprised about two things. A, I was rolling ridiculously well. I was like rolling nineteens and twenties, like it's. I I think I literally, I remember. yeah, I literally like uh, took a screenshot off my rolls because I was using a digital roller at the. time. Oh, that's right,
0: and you were putting it in Discord.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was like, so that you don't think I'm making this up or something. Literally, like I'm 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 on fire tonight. Yeah, roll twenty really
0: liked you that day. I, I have <laughs> I have in my notes. Why does roll twenty like Miriam so much? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I guess beginner's luck. Maybe I'm just just born with it. Who knows?
0: (laughs) Do you like roll 20 better or do you like using actual dice better?
1: Uh, I think it depends on partly my mood, but also if Mm -hmm. everything's online, it's just sometimes easier Right. Um, especially with my very cluttered desk, I could move my camera to show what's on my desk or just tell you I have knitting projects strewn around my mic. <laughs> so um, space is at a premium. And as much as I love rolling, you know, the uh, math, you know, the little clicky math click, you know, clickety clacks. Um, sometimes it's just easier to have everything online and just switch between screens.
0: For sure. Uh, I have exactly one set of dice because I am a, I am a D&D baby. Um, but I look forward to getting more dice. Um nice I
1: step. haven't
0: I haven't ever played with Roll20. We'll have to we'll have to try that sometime. Maybe for extra life. Yeah. Um I actually had a question for you Miriam that I didn't get to ask last time about Gloomstalkers. Mhm. I've never heard of that class before. Is that another one that came from a, an add-on book where where do Gloom Teach me about the gloomstalker, wise one.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, so I believe gloomstalker was a ranger archetype that mm-hmm. was initially on earth arcana and then eventually it got revised and added to xanathar's I'm going to say. Uh mainly because I've a lot of the times I'm switching between various forms of digital stuff uh and i don't recall which books they're in as far as i know xanathar's was kind of like a huge update in terms of all the different um archetypes and stuff like that uh so uh it i i just call it the unofficial player's handbook too in a way um nice uh because it's It's got so much information that if someone wants, like, as a player, if you wanted to know what most of your options are, you Mm -hmm. only got to get, like, the player's handbook and Xanathar's, and you're set. Uh, There are campaign specific stuff um, that uh, have, like, one or two extra sub, uh, like, backgrounds or new races or whatever in various campaigns, but they're not necessary unless you really really want to have that particular thing. And a lot of times those um very campaign specific stuff work because you're in that particular campaign.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, it would make sense that a gloom stalker would be perfect for this sort of campaign too.
1: Yeah. Um and and gloom stalkers my understanding again I skim and I really um <laughs> as I had mentioned in the last uh soul searching that uh, I was inspired by someone else's character sheet. And I oh, wanted to play great. it for myself. So for the most part, I didn't actually read uh, the flavor text that came with it, but because mm-hmm. also Alex told me, hey, I need your character by this time. And I was like, okay, well, um, I guess I'm just gonna, you know, like D&D Beyond or whatever, uh, Roll20, whatever I used to make the character sheet. I just literally use the character builder and because I had access to the books, I could just like pull that thing. So mm-hmm. I didn't actually read the flavor text. <laughs> uh but uh as far as I know, they're meant to be like under dark, like really good at oh, being in the underdark okay. and dark places like that, because a lot of their abilities are geared towards being able to operate quite efficiently in dark like in darkness or in low light. Like for example, um you get you get dark vision you um while you're in darkness you are better at hiding like makes sense gloom stalker Eh
0: -eh. Eh -eh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah uh, and and considering um like i had mentioned early in in so the um soul searching 12 that uh Because Alex had said initially that even though we're going to be RPing and doing a lot of the kind of, like, um, relationship building, Mm -hmm. uh, it is still a dungeon crawler and it is very much a, like, you need to survive. So I had built a somewhat offy, not a munchkin, because a munchkin has some other connotations, but I did build a very optimized build for dungeon crawling.
0: Yeah, you built you built like a kick the door down sort of character.
1: Oh yeah. And and I was super surprised that I basically one-shotted everything <laughs> because and I think that was also partially because Alex had said that um she had not really leveled up the creatures.
0: Right. I think if I remember right, she said that the rooms that we were in were like meant for level one characters. Yeah. So anytime you came in and were just like poof, like, was-
1: <laughs> I, I, I could just like, you know, go like breathe on them and they just
0: <laughs> keel over. Shadow raises an eyebrow and flicks her tail, and they're like, "It's my, fi- I'm, I'll, I'll die. It's cool. I'll just, I'll die right here. Everything will be fine. Please don't shoot me. I'll just die. Thanks.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll just collapse on the. Fl- I'll just be <laughs> her. I'll be one with the floor now.
0: <laughs> now I am puddle." This was actually also the first initiative that we did for is it? I think it was the first initiative that we did in this thing, because we didn't really I think the, So the first two episodes were just like the three of us, Mike and BB and I wandering around like idiots and me running into things when I shouldn't have.
1: Well, you you were essentially trying to help Mike, you know, mm-hmm. uh a by just Finding all those traps with your face. I am a human trap tester.
0: Yeah. Well, a dwarven trap tester. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: being helpful. Yep. It is in my na- nature to be helpful. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was the first initiative we did. And I mean, I helped a little with, did. with the with the squid thing. I, I gave you four points of help, but it did make for a little bit of panic on Alex's part, I think, because she definitely said that that room was going to take a lot more time. Oh yeah. And I think in the episode, she's like, Oh, great. I'm glad I planned some more rooms for you guys because fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was much debating on, um, whether or not the, uh, the squid to puss was going to taste any good. On oh yeah. Size part. Um, I, I, it pleases me that this is a group of people that also appreciate my need to squish words together. Yep. Um, Because I think we were talking about it tasting like squid and skunk together, which (laughs) birthed the lovely uh, combination word squunk. Squunk. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, I would definitely like to see the animation for that creature.
1: Oh, yeah. Is it
0: furry? Is it squishy? Does it have, like, is it more squid or more skunk?
1: I mean... It actually does have a monster name for those who are listening for the first time, but for now on, forevermore in this group, it is now Squictipus, and it tastes like (laughs) Squonk. I mean, I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah. What is manual? I mean, to be honest, though, everything is but a suggestion like no exactly. no one no no one's going to show up at your door and be like i'm sorry ma'am you have violated the rule um we're going to have to take you in maybe maybe if we get bigger on twitter
0: the the haters will be like actually actually
1: wait, wait,
0: wait, wait,
1: let, me get, let me get let me get my reading glasses on
0: oh there you go <laughs>
1: Which, uh, according to my eye doctor, I should be wearing more often since i'm gonna i'm like on my screens twenty four seven doctors
0: they're always they're always ruining everybody's fun, man, <laughs> so after you absolutely murdered everything <laughs> and we did our initiative, it was time for more murder because we ran into the rats' room,
1: oh yeah, them rats.
0: And I don't know if this is just an Alex thing or if it's just, like, a coincidence. Um, the rodents of unusual size and a whole bunch of them being in one tiny place is just kind of something that happens with Alex podcasts a lot. Uh, you know you're in an Alex podcast as if there are there are a whole bunch of rats and if there's a haunted house somewhere.
1: Do we need to make, like, an Alex, Alex GM bingo? <laughs> It's like let's I love see this how idea. much Yeah, we should we should totally do that. Sorry, Alex. Sorry, Alex. Bingo. Yeah,
0: it's- <laughs> remember that you love us and that we agreed to do your podcast. You can't get rid of us.
1: this is what happens when you when you let us take over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, there needs to be a haunted house of some kind. There needs to be a, a-, a rat room. There needs there needs to be
1: there needs to be a sassy. Small-sized creature somewhere, yeah. <laughs> either child or otherwise. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> there definitely needs to be an indie square, like Indie Makes a Noise in the streamer podcast.
1: Oh, yes, definitely.
0: Um, There needs to be one where she leaves her chair because she's laughing too hard. Yep. She did that a couple times. Let's see
1: uh also uh threatening to end the game uh, end the show uh, <laughs> yeah. after each fun
0: <laughs> she has to fire at least one person every stream
1: yep <laughs> we love you alex <laughs> all right we can we can do the bingo later <laughs>
0: yeah well eventually there's probably going to be like a counter on there for how many times i have to use an expletive in a stream so mm. i guess the joke goes both ways so lots of rats like seriously a metric buttload of rats in this room um and one ling one ling had his gorgeous anime moment which oh, pleased yeah. me greatly um not only because i love anime but also because my boyfriend and i just bought soul caliber when it was on sale on oh, steam nice. recently and um I'm just learning how to not be a button masher, but I did learn how to do exactly one combo, so I keep doing it, and it keeps. I play Ivy all the time, the the one with the whip. <laughs> Every I have time no she idea does, what like, you're talking
1: about, but oh it sounds no! amazing.
0: <laughs> um, Soul Calibur is like a Mortal Kombat sort of deal.
1: Oh, okay. I've played Mortal Kombat. Yeah.
0: Um, you can actually play Geralt as a character in Soul <gasps> Calibur 5.
1: Oh, right. I, I think I recall that because um, if you didn't know me, uh, I am a huge Witcher fan. Like, um, I love the books. I love the games. I like the TV show. Um, but I think the thing that had really kind of caught my imagination was uh, the games, especially the third one.
0: Yeah, I think that was the one my boyfriend played and I I watched a lot of it um and loved it because it's it's such a good story. I really appreciate
1: it. Really that one. immersive and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. beautiful. I could just I could just roam around and ignore the world burning <laughs> and s- shit happening and just be like, "Oh, this is nice. Pretty." It's so pretty. Uh, anyways, so Rats in a room and One, mm-hmm. one Ling having his uh, anime moment.
0: His special anime moment. It just reminds me of when they when you do the big combo moves and oh, things yeah. like Mortal Kombat or Soul Calibur. Pleased me greatly. Um, now we come to my favorite thing, which is the pun of the episode. I picked a pun <laughs> of the episode
1: oh, because gosh. there are so
0: many, but I got to pick my favorite. And it... it obviously was one of yours where you asked wanling if he was tormented
1: yeah i mean it's it's <laughs> i just felt like that that moment when i made that it 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 has layers i mean it's the word itself tormented but also mented by torm <laughs>
0: It was it was an excellent an excellent addition to the already silly <laughs> silly mood that we were feeling. Oh, goodness. I love puns. It's it's really sad that Alex hates them so much because they are my favorite kind of humor.
1: So shame. <laughs> I love puns. Like I was known in high school as the queen of corn. Yay. That makes and me really happy. not the actual food, but the fact that I would make buns <laughs> and be really cheesy, really corny. That's so good.
0: Oh, man. Um, well, I guess Alex is just going to have to deal with the pun twins now. Yep. On her Now, on her...
1: first, it was just like, you know, like, um, uh, um, just from one source. Now it's in stereo. <laughs> there.
0: And I mean, I think... One Ling's big anime fire thingy was the end of that episode, if I remember right, because it's the end of my notes.
1: Uh, yeah, I th- I think we did end on on that, and with the bun tormented, mm-hmm. and then we come back for episode four, which totally wasn't a week <laughs> later. <laughs>
0: So I just need to take a minute to acknowledge that episode four, I don't know what was in the water in the four different locations that we record this podcast in, but all four of us and Alex too were feeling, we were feeling the silly. We were in fine, fine form because there, it was. there's a reason it's called loudest table talk because between... <laughs> Miriam and I cackling about everything and Indy making a bunch of noise and BB and Mike both losing their shit all the time and us talking over each other to get jokes. I can imagine that that was a nightmare to edit.
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah. But I also have to say good job on the edit because right? it, it was magic. Like, even though I heard it for the first time at 4am, um, I my cheeks hurt. I was laughing so hard from like the first few seconds all the way till the end.
0: That yeah, that episode. I don't know what happened, but it was joke on joke on joke on joke. We were just we were all so in sync with each other, um, comedically. It was fucking great. Um, yeah, the note I have here is soul story now with more cackle.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think um, at some point, I lost it, and i just I laughed, and then, because I continued laughing, everyone else started laughing, and then they were <laughs> laughing at me laughing continuously, and then it was just kind of feeding each other.
0: We definitely got to that point where it was just everything was funny, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh! um, of course, we had to have an indie moment um right at the, right off the bat, indie was honking and chewing on its bone, oh yeah. He's so cute. What a cute he little is. dog. It's so nice that we have, like, I'm excited for extra life. I keep, uh, I keep mentioning that we need to just have a puppy cam or a pet cam.
1: Oh, heck yeah.
0: For at least an hour. And we'll just like train a camera on Indy and the pets in my house and your cats. It'll be great.
1: Yep. And and it can be like, you know, when, whenever, whenever everyone needs a break, it's like, nope, we're going to just. Turn the audio off or whatever. <laughs> and we're just gonna have a focus on like like in those uh kitty rescue ones where it's just like a cage and it's full of kittens.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the NSR Cat Cafe, it'll be
1: Yeah. Pet Palace. Excellent.
0: We also talked about the Church of Torm and how Torm feels about sexual relations.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> an important
0: discussion yeah it's very important to um development of this dungeon and how we got through the dungeon uh, my personal favorite quote from bb was you got to widen the church <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I ble- he said you got to widen first and then he said you got to broaden afterwards and i'm like that was you didn't improve <laughs> that wasn't better <laughs> That no, was not an improvement. <laughs> You're not helping.
1: No. Oh, man. I feel like this is also where the BBQ pun came in. Somewhere oh, around goodness. here. Because, you know, after all, it was one ling that torched the rats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they got BBQ'd. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God.
0: I forgot about that one. That was a personal favorite.
1: That that was certainly my favorite bun off episode for the BBQ because I like literally I still remember it. I'm like a lot of the other because there were so many good ones. um, It's hard to remember all of them, but I think obviously BBQ was the one that stuck in my head because I was like, (laughs) "Oh my god, I get this now." I didn't. I don't think I got it then. I mean, maybe I did laugh and it was funny. (laughs) But I think like this tube light just suddenly kind of flickered.
0: That's awesome. So um, once we set everything on fire again, because for some reason that's how we do things. Puns and fire that's an n s r podcast. you're welcome <laughs> um, Next comes the section where, for some reason, Mike decided that we were in the Illuminati and we had to count rooms like we were some kind of weird cult or organization or some shit Did, um really that happened, yes. I remember him being very insistent on going to room two. There isn't a room two. I remember specifically Alex saying, these rooms aren't numbered. You guys are just saying a number and I'm picking one. I don't know why you're being the Illuminati with your numbers, but whatever. <laughs> uh, my personal favorite exchange of this episode was when Sai was trying to get um, Shadow to pick a room and you and Shadow shrugged, and Sai went, great, two arms on the shrug. Room two. Two it is. Perfect. <laughs> um, and then, of course, One Ling makes a suggestion, and absolutely everybody ignores what One Ling had to say.
1: <laughs> Poor One Ling.
0: Torm has four letters. Great. Or what room two.
1: <laughs> Wait. Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thinker. <laughs> He's a smart one, that one link. It's a good thing he's so pretty. <laughs> um,
0: we went through some rooms, uh, we found some monsters, or we were, there were some big RUSs in there. I'm trying to remember the specific, uh, it was garbage pretending to be monsters, because you were trying to say that there were monsters pretending to be garbage
1: in there, but you yeah. switched the words around. <laughs> I do that very often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuz I think sometimes my my brain uh has a bit of like communications issues with my mouth. Sure. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it was garbage wanting to be monsters. That actually sounds really good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. So after we went into the rooms, For being the world's largest dungeon and being, like, a dungeon loot crawl, we have found exactly zero loot in this episode so far. Like, just no treasure, no nothing. I don't understand why we're still going through this dungeon. Apparently it's just to make puns and set things on fire. Um,
1: (laughs) And find shit.
0: Yeah, and and find literal shit. Because (laughs) the next section we went to is when we found the waste hole. We're going through a hallway for some reason. I think we were were just going to the end to see if there was a room back there. And literally the only thing that was there was a bunch of garbage and a bunch of
1: literal poop. Yep, we basically found the public toilets of the area.
0: Public toilets of World's Largest Dungeon. Why? I want to know what was going on in the minds of the game designers when they were like, "Mm, there's nothing here. We could put a monster here.
1: You know, I would have even been okay if it was a literal shit monster.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say, why didn't you just put a poop monster there? <laughs> Lord Poopatine. <laughs> <laughs> so after we found the pooper, we decided, but well, there's definitely no treasure in this one. Nope. Um, we go back into the back down that hallway and into some other rooms. I, of course, have no map up of the world's largest dungeon. I have one somewhere that Alex gave to us, but why? Why use my resources? That would be logical. <laughs> um, And then I think we go into the final room. Because this is where the the bed is, this is where Psy takes a pillow for his man cave
1: and this is where you decide to poop in the room that is safe and we want to sleep in. <laughs> exactly I didn't even
0: mean to by Papa Squad I just meant that I was gonna like hang out and have a smoke but that definitely is not how it came off. Instead
1: <laughs> and then he decided yeah you are gonna take a dump yep. there
0: I mean, I was just going with it. We were improvising, man. I was yes-anding my way through taking a shit, apparently.
1: <laughs> you need to have regular
0: bowel movements. I mean, Mira can't poop when she's stressed, okay? Once you get to the safe room is is when you can have a poop. Um, but I <laughs> And then of course there were so many poop jokes. So All of many the poop jokes. And then uh, of course the jewel of the Of the poop jokes was when uh, Mike called it stool story.
1: Yep. Stool (laughs) story. (laughs) I mean, there was a literal stool and also.
0: And also mine. Yeah. Gross. I am not normally a toilet humor person. I don't normally find it funny. Again, it was just one of those nights where we were incredibly silly that day. We we both just had all all four of us had some of that wacky tobacco or something. I don't know what happened. Oh, but yeah. And then it comes to the end of the of the uh, world's largest dungeon adventures, and we lose our buddy BB. Yes. Who um I think that we can maybe announce this on here. Who just graduated from basic training. So, Yay. Yay, buddy. We're so proud of you.
1: Go you. Um
0: <laughs> Other than that, that kind of wraps up episodes three and four. Um, this was such a fun little way to get to know everybody. I think that Definitely. Alex picked a really good a really good medium for us to kind of gel together as a group and, and become familiar with how each other role plays and how and what our gaming style is especially going into something as a new player with a bunch of people that are experienced um, I definitely didn't feel like my noobness was an issue I felt very comfortable with everybody it was just a really fun way to get to know each other
1: oh um I when you said you were a noob I meant noob to the system Oh,
0: no, I had played D&D exactly the time that we did it for Extra Life Mm -hmm. and then for this. And that's the only experience I've had with D&D.
1: Interesting. I I, like anytime you've mentioned I'm a noob, I always thought it was like, okay, so you've played other systems, but Mm D&D is new. I didn't understand that it was also new to role playing in general.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have some experience as an as an actor. I I did. I went to school for theater, and I do burlesque, which is a form of theater. Um, but Malifaux was my first system, and then once I joined the podcast, I learned. I think I counted one day, and I learned four different systems in six months.
1: Oh wow, <laughs> that 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 definitely is super intense. Um, yeah. And, and I'll have to I have to say though, if it makes you feel any better, that I did not sense that at all. Like would any time you said, Oh, I'm a noob, I just assumed it meant you were a noob to D. And that's it. Like you've been playing other games. Cause I meet a lot of people like that who are like I've I've played like very rules light, heavy RP games, and I don't like DD because it's so crunchy when you come from that, although 5e is a lot less crunchier than other systems out there um
0: yeah no i my first experience with gaming was malifo which is the crunchiest of all
1: and you do it well thanks (laughs) yeah and i i have a question um sure that I mean, since people kind of, if if you were watching live, you would have watched our episode one and two, which we will discuss on our next Soul Searching. But how do you think World's Largest... And that was sort of to sort of riff off of the last thing you had said. How do you think um, what we did in World, World's Largest Dungeon translated into our first two episodes of uh, Soul Story?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um... I think that the familiarity with each other translated, we already have like a sense of companionship with each other. Um, so even though we're playing characters in Malifaux that don't know each other yet, we already have a sense for and a feel for each other's gaming and role playing style. Um, I know that Mike and I already can bounce sarcasm off of each other. And I know that you and I can bounce comedic moments off of each other, which sure. works really well because our characters in Malifaux are so opposite currently.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too much into uh, Soul Story uh, Episode 1 and 2 and to try to save that for, for the next Soul Searching. But I can already see a dynamic forming. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And the thing is that it may sound like overall, it may sound a little awkward. And that's my personal um, opinion completely. But I think that's just always the first time awkwardness.
0: Oh, yeah. Especially when you're starting a brand new game with brand new characters, um, Mike put it really, really well in when we had a debrief for the first episode. It's 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 awkward, but it's a natural awkward. It's people that don't know each other. So yeah. I really appreciated that. It feels it feels good still, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean in terms of D and D into Malifaux, it's it's just nice to be able to have just a gaming experience together first, even if it's a totally different system. I do kind of wish that we had been able to do some combat practice together. Um, just because I enjoy combat in Malifaux. I know it's not Alex's favorite thing, um, but combat in Malifaux gets a little dicey. Um, and I'm not worried about either. either Technically we're Mike. using
1: cards. Yeah. sorry that was I can I can help myself (laughs) Um,
0: it's just uh, I don't know what it is about combat in Malifaux I just really enjoy that sort of and it's the same in in D&D are you a combat person or are you a roleplay person I know that there's different schools of thought on that
1: well I'm sort of uh, it depends on the group and it depends on the moments Uh, so I Overall, I'm into a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. but I think I find, especially with the right group of people, um, I find heavy RP, low combat, very rewarding. Uh, but at the same time, there are moments where I just like I just want to kick shit, like beat the <laughs> lo- loving stuffing out of people. Like that's awesome. And 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 um, I guess that's one of sort of the nice parts about D and D is that that's kind. I mean, that's kind of baked into the system. It's it's a dual uh, um dual edged sword that way, in terms of like it is centered around sort of strategic wargaming yeah. and um one on one combat and stuff like that. At the same time. Because it's built like that, it doesn't take a lot of other things well, even though people say, oh, but it has skills and it has this. And um, I could go on about the many ways that um, if you have to hack it so much, is it really the same game anymore? Um, and that's more related to what I, as a game designer, am doing. Like, don't get me wrong, no matter how much I criticize d and I still play in it. Um, it's one of the first games I've uh, learned, and um, I enjoy it as a player. Mm-hmm. And when I do GM occasionally, well, actually I GM a lot, but um, it's been Five E a lot less nowadays um, oh, since yeah. I'm working on my own system. Um, That's
0: dope. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in a crash course, <laughs> like like. Uh, I'm trying to get it done very soon for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. Um so I've been doing nothing but that in my free time. Nice. But aside from that, I love role playing. I love I love clever uses of things as well. Like it's not just talking your way out of a fight in particular, but it's mm-hmm. like um unexpected uses of spells. That still kind of work within the rules of the system. Yeah. Like, I think I had, um, there was this entire, again, because it's toilet humor, um, in my own home table. And that's where I get a lot of inspiration, um, Mm -hmm. from, from my fellow players and just the stuff that we talk about. Um, Goodberry, and that translated over into any of the, another character I played on a streaming game for like a couple of episodes, uh, of a druid making goodberries, and apparently, uh, because the goodberry spell says that you can't, like, you basically are satiated for twenty four hours; you have no no hunger or thirst. Um, it's like, well, it's you're, it's a basically a diet pill, or, like, you know, like, you, you just <laughs> yeah. take one, and you're good for the day, but then if that's all you're eating, what do you poop? <laughs> is it is it, like, or, because it is actually still a berry that you, tra- like, transmute into mm-hmm. this magical thing, yeah um, and essentially, we ended up coming up, like, basically, that's why elves are so skinny, because all they eat is good berries. And they just, like, <laughs> have, like, a rabbit pellet once a month or something. That must be nice. That must be nice. And and because <laughs> of that, um, our player, who plays an elf, basically gets diarrhea anytime um he has non-good berry food. Because his can body cannot that. handle it. That's so interesting. I know. I find that stuff fascinating. And and that just came from a spell and a description. And it ended up informing us about digestion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, that's the kind of home table that I'd be down for. The one that like has to discuss the habits of elven digestion. I don't actually have a home table right now, just because outside of streaming, I do so many i i work full time and then i also do burlesque full time so i don't really have time to do a home game which i think i'm kind of missing out on that cuz i don't get that kind of that kind of inspiration and that kind of pool to work from but i think i'm okay with you guys being my home table
1: yeah and and like i definitely get different things from different tables cuz at the moment i'm in a lot of different tables <laughs> personally and professionally. So
0: how many games are you playing at once, Miriam?
1: Uh okay, so there's my home game. There's uh Soul Story. Mm-hmm. There's Unnamed Podcasts that we haven't publicly announced yet. Oh. Uh, and then there's the Massaphers, which we're on a hi- hiatus as um we've had some shifting and life happening and Mm -hmm. um we're going to make a couple of announcements very soon nice but uh we are we are getting back into recording and figuring our stuff out Mm -hmm. and then um once my twitch channel launches then i'm involved in that either producing or or running a running a campaign game there essentially so that's five games at the moment on a weekly basis
0: holy god yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's so many. That's I, so I sometimes many. feel overwhelmed with the one plus the, the audio drama stuff that I do for Facades of Gods, which is also on No Show Radio. If you're looking for a Fate System podcast to listen to. Well, let's see. Um, if you are interested in anything No Show Radio related, you should follow us on Twitter at NSR Podcasts. I believe is the Uh, tag. Yes. Yeah. NSR Podcast. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at hello.falcon. Miriam, what are your handles?
1: My handle is at
0: media underscore junkie. Yay. Um, Let's see. You can join the No Show Radio Discord. Um, Lots of fun things going on there. This month, we just recently added. We add new channels every month. We added a gaming channel and a positivity channel. Yeah, specifically an Animal Crossing channel. Um, If you are interested in other podcasts on No Show Radio, I know that Soul Story streams every Tuesday for now. Um, We'll be moving to an every other week scenario pretty soon here. Um, You can listen to The Ritual Cast, which is our D&D 5e podcast uh facades of gods as a fate system 90s noir actual play podcast and then you can also listen to first um that's where alex and her buddies pick apart pilot episodes of tv shows so you can find us on all of those shows on our rss feed find us on twitter find us on discord i think i plugged all of the things
1: do we want to talk about alex's live streaming Uh, Oh, yes, that's good, too. And I think the Neverwinter Nights one.
0: Yes. So every Thursday at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, Alex plays a scary game for the Alex Horror Hour. And then every Sunday, she streams for a couple of hours playing Neverwinter Nights, which was a... uh, Extra Life. A reward for Extra Life. So you can find us on all the things all the time. Yay. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us for our little... little hangout time. I hope everyone has a good weekend and uh, have a good day everybody. Thanks for coming.
1: Thanks for coming. Goodbye. Goodbye now.